0: and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Welcome again, everybody, to another edition of Grace to All with All Grade. Those of you who heard us last week, uh, Sylvia Elizondo and uh, her wonderful testimony and She's so exciting. I didn't want to stop last week, but uh, for time constraints, we did. But we're here again. As promised, you're going to see and hear the joy in her that just comes right through the screen. And so welcome back, Sylvia.
1: Nice to have you. Nice to have me.
0: Nice to see (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Yeah, indeed. You were telling us about how you met God, how you met Papa, whatever we want to call him. You called him something different that time. So tell us what happened in in those moments after you read chapter 32 and Purpose Driven Life. And let's pick up from there.
1: I forgot to say this part, but I was actually watching Andrew Womack also. Uh A lot of people know Andrew Womack. He teaches on grace. Really good teacher. And he had been teaching on being born again. You know, when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus in chapter 3 of John. Yeah. So I had been listening to him, too. So it was a combination of the purpose driven life and him. Uh-huh. And so I could just feel the wooing, the drawing of the Holy Spirit. So when that happened to me, I just got up off the floor and I was just ecstatic. I was just I, it was like my skin. I couldn't even touch the ground. I was like floating. Have you guys ever seen that movie, The Witch, The Lion in the Wardrobe by mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis? Yeah. And and how the little kids were in because you know I didn't read the book but I saw the movie. The little kids went into this wardrobe and it was in a house and then when they came out of the wardrobe they were like in this fairy tale land. That's how I felt. It's like I broke into the matrix, I guess is what some people call it. Like I just wow, like heaven is here too. Everything was brighter and greener and the birds were sounding louder. Everything was just because now I'm seeing God's glory like Everything that has breath, now I can hear it, is praising God. The Mm. trees, the the leaves were moving, they're praising God. The birds are chirping, they're praising God. The rocks, I can almost hear them cry out, (laughs) you know? So when I went outside and I just looked up at the sky and I said, Daddy, your baby girl is home. And then it's like, I didn't know these scriptures yet because I was so I just knew very little of the scriptures from what I was hearing, Andrew Womack, because he was just on chapter three of John. That's all he was talking about. And then the purpose-driven life had some scriptures. He would just say things like the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says. And so the word of God started like doing its work in the soil of my heart. <laughs> I had a hard heart, but it started to soften it. And so I started reading the Bible. I actually lost 13 pounds because I didn't want physical food. Really? I did not. Yes, really. I would shake like my hands would shake. I would look at a corn on the cob if I was cooking. And then I'd look at the little kernels and I was like, they go all the way back, guys. I I would tell my kids, I was so excited. And they would look at me like, mama, you cuckoo. (laughs) You're you're going crazy, mom. Why are you so happy all the time? Because because (laughs) Jesus is real. He's real. He's alive. He really was a baby. He was crucified. He came back. To, he's alive, guys. So I would look at, at the corn on the cob and I would just see the very first kernel. I just would.
0: Yeah.
1: So I was just so, so, so happy about just this revelation of God in me now. Yeah. So like I said, I lost weight because this is all I wanted. This was my food. I would devour the word of God. I would just, and then there was one time on brother Paul that I was outside and I was reading the book of John again, but I was on chapter 10 and I'm reading it. And then I read this verse where Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And when I read that. I was reading it out loud. It says that the Bible became alive. It's like I was feeling God's heart beating in this book made out of physical matter, right? Paper. Mm -hmm. And then my voice didn't sound like my voice anymore. It was as if God was talking through me. Why? Because the word of God, the written word of God is Jesus. It's the spirit of God. These men that wrote the Bible were men they handled Jesus they saw him with their eyes right I've never seen Jesus with my eyes I've never touched him with my hands but I know that these men cuz you know sometimes when I talk to people and like especially like atheists they're like well men you know they're sinners and they're bad and and you can't trust the Bible cuz it was men that wrote it and you know men are this and this and that but I always tell them They were men, but they were men that were changed by God. They got a new heart. They realized that God created all things and even them. And knowing that, that in itself just makes you go, what? Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. And so little by little, I started eating a little bit more but I would spend hours and hours just reading the word of God. And it would, and that verse is the one that just, I just remember, it just became like 3d. It's like, it Mm -hmm. popped out. You know, like those little kids books that have a picture and it pops out. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. So you were seeing, you
0: you were seeing God as your daddy all along. My
1: daddy, my daddy, Mm -hmm. my daddy, your daddy, my husband's daddy, my mommy's daddy, my kid's daddy. Daddy, not this God sitting up there, you know, ready to just zap everybody. I didn't know he wasn't like that anymore. Hmm. Because what can separate us from the love of God? Yeah. (laughs) Nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. So you started reading the Bible more, listening. Did you you connect with some other people then who you listened to and that helped? Well,
1: this is going to bless your heart because when I got off my knees while this was happening, I knew I wasn't a Catholic anymore. I knew I wasn't in any religion. It's like, mm-hmm. oh no. But then I thought this was such a powerful experience to me that I felt like I had to be in a church. Like I have to be with people that believe the same way. Because I thought that everybody that was outside the Catholic church had had an experience like mine.
0: Oh. So
1: I started looking into like non denominational churches. And one of my sister-in-laws and her sister, they go to the Church of Christ. I don't know if you've ever heard of that denomination, Mm -hmm. but they've got their own theories, their own doctrines where they say that you have to be baptized in water or you're going to go to hell. Or if you are in a church and there's instruments, that they're going to go to hell and things like that. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just start going there. Oh, no, (laughs) it was bad. It was bad. They didn't know what to do with me. They didn't know what to do with me because I was telling in the Bible, look, look what it says right here. It says that the thief that was next to Jesus, that he was going to be in paradise. And they would tell me, oh, no, he wasn't with Jesus. What are you talking about? It says that right here. He didn't do anything for God. So then little by little, it's like, oh, yeah. okay. So religion now is trying to get you to start doing a bunch of stuff. That yes. God doesn't want you to do, right? So it was not good. And then my sister in law kept telling me, "You have to be baptized in water." You owe, it. you know. I'm like, "But I met Jesus in my living room. Like I, He baptized me." And, you know, I'm I'm trying to explain everything to to them. They're like, oh no, 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 you got to get baptized in water. So I said, "Well, I'm not going to do anything unless God tells me." So just by reading the scriptures. I said, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm going to go get baptized in water. And it was a wonderful experience. But I had already met Jesus. Yeah, I'd already met him. (laughs) Yes, I had met him. That happened 16 days later Mm -hmm. on November the 20th. And so, yeah, religion started to creep in. And I just kept saying to myself, they're not going to get me because I was a Catholic. And then Jehovah's Witnesses told me all this other stuff. And, and the both things that they told me it's not the god that I met in the living room in my living room that's not the god that's in here
0: so you didn't let them get you
1: no no I mean oh, they geez. tried they tried mm-hmm. but let me tell you but then you know little by little then you start listening to like different teachers and it's just like a a little leaven right it's yeah. like the bible says yeah it just messes up the whole lump yeah it's like some of them have some truth right here but then over here it's like I know that just, that's not the God that I met.
0: Yeah.
1: And then my family was another thing because they, I'm still pretty much the only one that has had an experience like this. So I'm always wondering why it happened this way. Why not someone else in the family? I don't know to know that in depth, but I do know that, I just feel so much love for my family that even though they don't understand or they just don't want this yet, I love them.
0: Hmm. I I accept
1: them the way that they are.
0: I bet they know that, too.
1: They do. They know it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but um, I've gone through a lot of religious things in my life that they just do not match
0: Jesus They don't, and you see it so well. So, you mentioned Andrew Womack. Were there other people over time that you listened to? And how did you find out about us?
1: How I found out about you is through God. Just Jesus is reading my mind and just knowing what's in my heart. I delight in Him every second of the day, and He gives me the desires of my heart. And so, I had been wanting to understand more on. You know, reading John chapter one, verse nine, where it says that Jesus is the light that shines in every man that comes into the world, Mm -hmm. something like that. And then having the Holy Spirit talk to me and tell me with your husband, when you see him, see him as your brother in Christ, see him as my child and God, because there was a lot of division there between us, because I want him to have what I have. Mm But, you know, the rejection and the thing is, they're not rejecting us. They're rejecting the drawing of the Holy Spirit
0: mm.
1: because I've been there.
0: Yeah, I've been there. Yeah.
1: So that just makes it easy for me to understand where they're coming from, mm. because it could have been, easily have been my husband that was enlightened. And mm. I want the things of the world.
0: Sure. Right. Yeah. So, it's like Papa knows when we're ready. He know. does.
1: It's, it's he his timing.
0: does. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And everybody will come to know that. You you asked me a question before we started. Remember what that question was? And I said, we'd yeah, talk the, about it.
1: Yeah. The question was, what's going to happen to those people that don't, that just reject to the last breath?
0: I think the verse that you mentioned that you quoted was that scripture says they will die in their sins that's a great question, Sylvia. And I I think we all at one time or another ask that because our our heart is that everyone would come to know him and experience the love that we do. And, And that's his heart too. Of course, he says, you know, his will is that everyone would come to know him and no one would perish. So I think our having the right understanding of what sin is and what death is really helps with that. Sin is nothing more than missing the mark of God's Goodness and glory and grace and unconditional love. When we miss that, when we don't understand it yet, we're going to perish. And it, it's Definitely. like a, yeah, that's like a, you know, like you get a watermelon and you buy it and you set it on the counter. Well, if you, if you never eat it, never touch it, it's going to rot and eventually it's going to perish. So, from a spiritual standpoint, that can certainly happen while we're here in this life. If we reject God, if we never respond to that, we're going to miss the mark of his glory and goodness and unconditional love. And one day we will die physically in that sin, if you will, of missing that mark. But (laughs) uh, that's just here in this life. And contrary to what religion tells us, the next life has already started here. We are are already in eternal life. Our earth suit, our body will wear out. Everybody's does, Uh, everybody's body will die. But our spirit goes on, and it's like the moment our earth suit dies here, and we're no longer in this body, we are completely aware of the wonderful presence of God, uh, Papa, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We're totally aware of them. We're you know people say near death uh, experiences, they they see this bright light that's warmth, and they're all surrounded by it. Well, it, it's something like that. We don't know exactly what it's like, but you come into God's presence, which is all good and it's all love, and it's all, it's pure light. There's no darkness. In theory, a person could say, well, I I, I don't want this, God. I don't want you. But there's no other place to go. There is so there no other is. place. We can't be separated from his love. God is no. everywhere present. Uh, and so, yes, we have free will here in this life. But free will, really, the true meaning of free will means that we're able to make an informed decision because we have all the facts. If we don't have all the facts, even our best decision is going to be uninformed because we don't have all the, the facts to make a decision. Well, when we're face to face with God, who is pure light and pure love, and there's no darkness but pure grace. We have all the facts and there are no other facts. I mean, it's not like we can say, well, I don't want this. I want to go somewhere else or I want to be away from you or anything like that. And, uh, no, we, uh, <laughs> we don't we don't uh, take care of it. Now, we may, who, who knows exactly how long it takes. There is no time in heaven or in eternity. Who knows how long it might take for any given person to resist that. Nobody will when they're in their right mind. Now, I think part of what the burning away is that happens is, you know, God in, in his brilliant, white-hot, fiery love burns away all of our wrong ideas and all the lies that we've believed and all of that stuff. And however long it takes, whether it's an instant like that or a million years or whatever, uh, and again, there's no time, we will all come to that conclusion, and we'll know that we've never been separated from God's love. We never can be We're one with him, just like we were before we came to earth and put on this earth suit. uh, We're one now, we're just not aware of it, and we always will be. So that phrase, that Bible verse, you'll die in your sins, you have to know what those words mean and uh, what the truth of that means. And as you well know, God is love, and perfect love casts out all fear, because fear has to do with punishment. Well, if we're afraid that us, or if we're afraid that somebody else, if we're afraid that our mama, our daddy, or our spouse, or our our siblings, or our kids, or grandma, or whoever, if we're afraid that they're going to be punished forever by God because they died in their sins, then we just don't understand his love yet. Because pure love casts out all of God is not a God of punishment. He's not vindictive. He's a perfect father, better than we can ever imagine. And that's what he wants us to know. Because when we know that, as you do. And most of our listeners do when we know that, well, that changes everything. Now we don't perish. Now we enjoy that. We know that we're loved, that we're not separate, that we're included. And we know that everybody else is too. We just want them to know that. And sometimes they're going to resist us, but there'll come a time, whether it's this life or next life, they won't resist anymore. And they'll know that they've always been one just as we have. And what a glorious day that will be.
1: Amen. That's, Very well explained, because while you were talking, I was just thinking of that verse where I think it's in Timothy, where it says that God is not willing that anyone should perish. And that's what it is. Before I met Jesus, I was perishing. I was because I was living outside of God's will and his perfect life for me. Yeah. Not that, you know, everything around me is perfect. but. His perfect love is inside of me now where I'm able to handle the imperfection that is around me. Right. Right. Yeah,
0: that's exactly it's Beautiful right. thing. It is a beautiful thing. And uh, it's a beautiful thing that uh, we got to meet Sylvia and we'll, that we get together on Sundays and even more often than that. And uh, it's a beautiful thing that people got to hear you and see you on these two episodes. I'm, I'm so grateful for you taking the time to do that. And I hope we'll get a chance to do it again another time.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. Maybe if if anyone has any questions and they contact you or me, then, you know, we could have other people on the show. Yeah, Yeah. we can talk to each other and and just exalt our amazing God.
0: (laughs) Indeed. Well, tell people about your email and your YouTube channel so they can contact you after hearing you.
1: So my YouTube channel is called Agape Love. And I have my testimony in there. It's kind of old. I need to redo it again. And i got a couple of videos. I don't have that many, but I like to every now and then encourage someone. And you can reach me there, or you can reach me at S-Y-L-N as in Nancy, J-A-V at hotmail.com. And I'll look at my emails and reach out to you. We can talk on the phone or however you want to do it. But yeah, we're here to love one another. That's what Jesus said.
0: We are indeed. And it's a pleasure for me, Sylvia, to have you on our Sunday morning Zoom. And uh, uh, anybody who's listening to this podcast or watching, uh, uh, if you'd like to join us, we have a a group of really wonderful people who get together at uh, 11 o'clock Central Time for about an hour and 15 minutes. And uh, it's a discussion time where I teach and share some things, but then people have the opportunity to to share their things as you did a few days ago, and telling people about uh, uh, your journey and meeting Papa and saying, "Daddy, your little girl is home." Uh, so <laughs> things like that happen, and if you all will let me know, I'll give you an invitation to that. So, Sylvia, thanks again for being with us. I appreciate it You're so welcome. much. Thank you uh, all for spending another time with us on Grace to All with Paul Gray. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.